Hello, everybody, and welcome to this new episode of the Deep Penetration Podcast. If this is your first time listening in, watching, or joining, welcome. Um, in case you don't know who I am, my name is Danny, and I am a self-esteem and love coach. Um, I focus on and I work a lot with the LGBTQ plus community, but this is an all-inclusive uh, podcast and channel. So even if you are not part of the LGBTQ plus community, um, you know, I think this is a great source for just general education, information. I'm sure there's somebody in your life that you know, um, somebody that you've been in contact with, somebody that you're close with. So all are welcome, <laughs> just to be clear here. Um, but a lot of the content and the information and the scenarios that we talk about are specific to the LGBTQ plus community. Um, as I was saying, if this is your first time visiting the channel, um, you heard it right. The podcast is called Deep Penetration, and there's a reason for that. Uh, two reasons is number one, because I like a good pun. And number two, um, I just like to get to the root of these topics, right? Uh, a lot of the times we have a tendency of just um, hovering on the surface. And I like to get a little bit deeper, really kind of unpack things and try to understand the mechanics of why things are the way they are, maybe the way that, you know, things are processed or how things uh, play out within the community, in your individual lives, in your love lives, whatever the case may be. Some of the subjects uh, will kind of hover on the surface, but a lot of the subject matter and a lot of things that I bring up will try to get a little bit deeper to try to understand. But at the end of the day, you know, being a self-esteem and a love coach, a lot of these recommendations and, and these tips and tools that I give you is for you to utilize within your specific situation, right? So whether it be in your individual day-to-day -day life, in your romantic relationships, in your relationships with your friends and your family, whatever the case may be, I hope that the information that I provide you can apply um, with everything, right? With all aspects of your life. But specifically today, what we are going to be talking about is infidelity within your relationship. Now, first and foremost, if you have ever experienced being cheated on, cheating, I empathize with you because I know how incredibly difficult that situation can be. Um, I have worked with people for the past few years who unfortunately have experienced infidelity and, you know, it's a process and it's something that takes a minute to really um, wrap your head around and to be able to feel like you can get on the other side of it. So I understand all the things also that come with infidelity, right? So there is public stigma and opinion and criticism that if you decide that you want to try to fix the relationship, reconcile, get past the infidelity that you are, you know, viewed as somebody who is weak or has a lack of self-esteem or doesn't have self-confidence and all these types of things. And, you know, I think for some cases that is true, but I also have met individuals that are the strongest people that I have met that have the strongest character and have decided to stay and fight for their relationship. And that does not mean that they are weak or lack, you know, um, self-respect or self-esteem or any of those types of things. That is a conscious choice that you are making. And if you decide to make that choice for yourself, then that's the only thing that matters. Yes, 
you will most likely get opinions and 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 you know criticism from the people around you or the people in your life. But oftentimes where that comes from, it comes from a concern for you, right? Your emotional, your mental, physical, and spiritual state. And they are going to be partial to you because they are on your team. So they are not going to want to see you get hurt again or upset or, or you know, have to relive the situation over again. But unfortunately, a lot of people just don't know how to communicate and because of that, the way in which they communicate their feelings or their concern comes across as, you know, belittling or opinion or opinion based or criticizing um, or judgmental, right? So if you also decide to not fix the relationship, to walk away from the relationship, that is also 100% okay and 100% your choice because you have to be aware of what it is that you can handle and what you are willing to accept in your life. So if you were the type of person that says, nope, you know what, if I ever get cheated on, I'm never going to talk to that person again. I'm never going to try. That's fine. That is that is your choice. That is your decision. That's because you're basing that decision off of your knowledge of self. So for me, the biggest thing that I, that I, I struggle with, I guess I would say as a coach, is this perception, like I said, that an individual that chooses to work on the relationship is weak. That's just not true. Um, it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of fight. It takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of compassion, understanding to to stay and decide to work through the issues. But also, let me um, let me add a little disclaimer here, right? So, if you have been in a relationship or are currently in a relationship and you are experiencing infidelity, if this is like the second, third, fourth, fifth time that that individual has cheated on you, then at that point, I feel like the the rules are a little bit different, and I feel like the approach should be a little bit different. At that point, we have to take into consideration whether this is going to be a chronic issue in your relationship, and why it is that your partner continues to commit infidelity within the relationship. You know, is it their inability to commit? Does it have to do with any kind of self-esteem issues that they may have? Does it have to do with an issue with, you know, previous experiences in their life and traumas and pain that they've experienced where they just, they don't have the ability to prioritize others or there's a very selfish way of thinking of that. Whatever the case may be, that's a totally different road and a totally different route that we're taking. So again, if you are listening to this and this is like the third, fourth time that you have been cheated on, I don't necessarily know if this episode is going to be the right episode for you. But regardless, if you choose to continue to listen, by all means. So basically what we're talking about is what to do if you're cheated on, right? So what what are you going to do? What is the process? How do you navigate this? How do you manage this? The first thing that I tell people, um, and I will tell you now, that if you have been cheated on, take a beat, take a moment. It's so it's so um, common for people to just react immediately, right, and and go off the rails and and just lay in to their partner. And believe me, I understand. I totally get it. I know why you were doing that. The The act of betrayal in and of itself is shocking. Um, of course, it's going to be upsetting. And sometimes we just cannot control our emotions. We are human beings. That is what happens. But if there is the slightest chance, if you have the ability to take a step back and process, process what just happened. The, the purpose of wanting to take a step back is because 
when we lead with emotion, we have a tendency of making irrational decisions. And if you choose to try to fix the relationship or work on the relationship, then we want to make sure that the process is as amicable as possible. There's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be fights. There's going to be all of that stuff. I don't want to pretend like none of that stuff is going to be present in this dynamic because it is. But it's about how we navigate that and it's about how we um, regulate that process. So if you've been cheated on, take a step back, reflect, and think. The second thing here is it's so common for us to put all of our blame on our partner and say, why would you do this? You've done this. You've done this. How can you do this to me? How can you you know, cheat on me? How can you put me in this position? And oftentimes when we do that without even realizing it, what we're doing is that we're putting ourselves into a victim mindset. Now, again, let me be clear because I know this is a very trigger word when people use the word victim. I am in no way dismissing the experience of a person who has been cheated on because that process is very painful. But what I am saying is that when we allow ourselves to get into this position of how, woe is me, how, 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 we start to victimize ourselves. And when we victimize ourselves, we start to seek validation over and over and over again. We start to obsess over what happened. We start to allow ourselves to get into that very kind of broken down state. And it can be very difficult to come out of that place. So instead of asking the how, ask the why. Why did my partner cheat? Why are we here? Why am I experiencing this in this moment? And just that simple switch can change you from process, well, can change your mindset and can change the process of, of, you know, really kind of looking at this from that victim mindset to really processing this from a conscious and present and reflective standpoint. Oftentimes when it comes to infidelity, what I have come to find is that infidelity is more so the symptom, not the disease. The disease is something that was already going on within the relationship, maybe for an extended period of time or a short period of time that resulted in that person feeling unfulfilled, um, misunderstood, not validated, and therefore they sought attention somewhere else. Again, there's a multitude of different reasons for why this happens, but that is one of the primary reasons that I have found over my years of uh, coaching um, couples and individuals who have experienced infidelity. So acknowledgement, reflection, accountability, you know, is there a part that you played in this? Now, again, I'm not saying, did you, there's no, there's no... (laughs) Let me be super clear, and that's why I want to continue to say, let me clarify, because this is a very sensitive subject for a lot of people. I am not saying that you pushed your partner to cheat, because at the end of the day, they are an individual person, and they made the decision on their own, and they could have decided to stay, communicate, fight, do all of those things. But for some reason, they felt that that was not working, and therefore they sought that attention, that affection somewhere else. So is there a part that you played in that, right? Maybe it was uh, not being so great at communication, or maybe the level of intimacy had decreased. And if the level of intimacy had decreased, what was the reason for that? You know, Were there things in the relationship that you felt you were not getting? Did you feel dissatisfied? Were your expectations and needs not being met? And therefore, you approached it in a very specific way, right? Maybe being passive aggressive, maybe being avoidant, maybe being a little too overly anxious. There are two individuals in this dynamic. So really just understanding the root and trying to figure out the best way to build a bridge and move forward. So 
If you have been cheated on, let me reiterate. Number one, take a step back, take a breath, take a beat, and really try to reflect on the situation. Number two, try to understand from an accountability perspective the role that you might have played in contributing to the breakdown of the relationship. Not to the cheating factor, but to the breakdown of the relationship, right? And the last thing here is, is that if you decide or if you choose to move forward in the relationship and reconcile the relationship, there's going to be a need for total transparency and understanding. You know, it, it is the hardest thing, and I get it, for you to be compassionate and understanding and patient with your partner if they are the person that hurt you and cheated on you. But that is a necessary part of the recipe if you guys are wanting to build a bridge and move forward. Not only just understanding your side and, and you know, really setting strong boundaries for yourself throughout this process, but also having the ability to be compassionate, empathetic enough to put yourself in your partner's shoes and maybe gain a different perspective or a different understanding. Um, but again, that's only if you choose to reconcile and work on the relationship. There's no way that you can fix a relationship if you are constantly um, holding that action over your partner's head, if you're always making them feel guilty, if you're shaming them, if you are, you know, beating them down with your words, it just doesn't work. It doesn't go anywhere. So trust me when I say that, because I have worked with people, many, many people in this type of situation, and it never really works out if you hold on to the pain and the anger and the anguish. Now, there are ways of letting that go, right? There are resources and tools and and ways in which we can start the process of letting those things go. It doesn't mean you have to forget. It just means that you have to be willing to forgive and move past the event and the action in order to fix the relationship. But if you decide to walk away from the relationship, that is also your choice and either one makes has to make the most sense to you. I hope you guys found this uh, episode informative. Um, I know that you probably have a lot of questions. I'm fully aware that there will probably be individuals that do not agree with this approach and that's okay. you know that is the beauty of of podcasts and communication and and videos where everybody has the right to feel the way that they do and for me my biggest thing is i love the the ability to really have open and honest and candid conversations with people whether you agree or you don't you know to me i think that's what really builds connection that's what builds understanding that's what helps us to educate one another and just view things a little bit differently because again that is okay. That is that is how you build community. That's how you build that deeper connection. And that's how you allow yourself to become more empathetic and compassionate to other people's experiences, right? Life is a subjective experience. Every single person is going to have a different experience, which means every single person is going to have their own viewpoint, their own ideologies, and their own way of approaching things. And as long as we can have those open conversations and discuss those things, even if you don't agree, that's what helps to bring communities and people together. So, that being said, if you have any comments, please feel free to leave your comments down below. I love having these open discussions. If you feel like you need more support, if you feel like you need more help, if you just have general questions because you're not exactly sure, um, you know, maybe there's something that I said that you're just not really understanding or you want a little bit more information on, again, make sure you leave a comment. I try to um, respond to as many of them as I possibly can. 
because like I said, that interaction is very important. So whether you are listening or whether you are watching this video, I hope you are having an amazing day and I will see you on the next episode of Deep Penetration.